Hello, welcome back to the Life Runners podcast. I hope you guys are all doing well wherever you're listening to this podcast. I hope you've had a great week, a great morning, a great afternoon. Today we're going to be talking about, as promised, the Geneva Watch Auction that's taking place on May 8th to 9th this year, which is coming up. It's, it, I can't believe it's already almost the end of April. We're, we're almost into May. This year has just flown by. Um, and so what that means is a watch auction season is going to be in full swing very, very soon. We're going to be talking about the Philips Geneva watch auction, but we will be talking about the Christie's watch auction that's going to be taking place, I believe, midway through May. But for this podcast, I thought we would go through some of my favorite lots from the Geneva watch auction. I think I have 17 that I'm going to go over in this podcast. We are going to release a YouTube video an article about some of our favorite lots from this auction um, on Wednesday of this week. Uh, we probably won't go through all 17 during that um, that video, but um, if you would like to uh, see that, you, you can obviously go check out our website and our YouTube channel. But because it's a podcast, we can talk about more of these watches. So I'll dive straight in. The, the first watch that I'm super excited about, and, and just to give a little bit more, more information about this auction, there are so many very, very interesting watches they're up up for auction there's some modern some vintage um everything from rolex to patek philippe to fp Jorn, which had a, has a lot of really great showings daniel roth um, there's so many watches that are going to be part of this auction so it was difficult to really narrow it down to to 17 that's kind of why i picked only 17 but the first one i would i want to talk about is lot number 21 this is a cartier tank au gaucher this is a very, very limited edition watch that was produced in 1997. This is a platinum jumping hour Cartier um, that was produced to celebrate Cartier's 150th anniversary. The watch itself, like I said, is a jumping hour complication, which is very, very uh, pop was very, very popular in the 1920s and 30s and has really become a very popular part of a watch a vintage watch collecting now because people have kind of uh, you know gravitated towards those types of watches this is number 41 of 150 only 150 of these were produced and um, is it is a, an absolutely phenomenal looking watch um, if you are looking for a dress watch i would highly recommend maybe participating in this uh, auction it's slated to go for between 15,000 and 25,000 Swiss francs. It'll probably be somewhere in line with, with that. Um, so that was the first one. Moving forward, I will go to lot number 27. And forgive me, I didn't have to navigate through uh, the, the website. I'm pulling them up kind of as we talk about them. Um, but uh, the, the next one is lot number 27. This is uh, an Automat Pige. Uh, reference 5402 ST. This is a um, a Armapige Royal Oak. Um, so you're getting uh, it's a one of the most popular watches to date. It was manufactured around 1975, and the reason why I picked this one is it has this really beautiful tropical dial that's slowly starting um, starting to to come up um, onto the dial. You can see it's kind of coming through the center of the watch and then kind of slowly but surely the, the uh, tropical dials is kind of going towards the outside. The reason why I picked this watch is obviously it's a stainless steel Royal Oak um, that's um, in a phenomenal vintage condition. I really love the, um, the, uh, the way that the, the dial is slowly becoming tropical. One of the other thing that's, things that's really interesting 
about this uh, watch is that um, there was a batch of watches that was produced by Automat Piguet that didn't have a letter or serial number on the back of the, the case back of the watch. This is something that a lot of scholars have tried to figure out and in according to Automat Piguet there were some transitional models between um, A and B series of this watch and there were less than a hundred that were produced and this watch is thought to be part of this watch um, and only a few of these a hundred that were these kind of transitional period have ever been in in the auction market and so that really makes this watch um, an incredible part of the Royal Oak history. Um, it makes it super exciting to, to see what kind of results this sort of limited edition, limited quantity um, Automapiki will go for. It's right now listed for between 40 and 60,000 Swiss francs. I actually think it might beat it, beat this, this estimate, um, go for a little bit more. The fact that it is, one, a really great looking watch from a, a vintage perspective with that tropical dial and, and, and case in fairly good condition, but also the fact that it was this transitional sort of limited run of the, the 5402, I think that's gonna make it um, fairly interesting and, and I think the results are going to, going to be quite interesting. Moving forward, we are going to go to lot number 29. And lot number 29 is another Automat Piguet. This is an Automat Piguet reference 25820SP. This is a platinum and stainless steel limited edition perpetual calendar with a Tuscan uh, dial and it comes with box and papers. This was manufactured in 1994, and the Tuscan dial is just to kind of describe the, um, the texture of the dial, which is a little bit more, more interesting. Um, these watches uh, were produced, this watch was produced in 1994, and like I said, stay, stainless steel and platinum. I think Automat Piguet has a way of creating watches that, uh, integrating perpetual calendars into their Automat Piguet Royal Oaks in an incredible, um, an incredible way. I think it's one of the most attractive perpetual calendars that they can produce. Um, and when you turn it over, what do you expect? You're going to get this really beautiful, beautifully finished movement um, staring kind of back at you. These watches were only produced in 25, in a limited run of 25, and this is number 16 out of those. It's currently slated to go between 60 and 120,000 US dollars. It's a limited edition, it's a perpetual calendar. It is the definition of a collectible Automat Piguet and I think it will go for around that too. As we kind of keep going forward here, we're gonna to go to lot number 32. And lot number 32 is uh, an incredible, an incredible uh, reference 5004 from Patek Philippe. This is a stainless steel perpetual calendar split second chronograph um, with moon phase indicator. It's got a 24 hour and leap year indicator and there are only six uh, that have uh, appeared in public auctions. This watch was manufactured in 2012, 36 millimeters in diameter. It is the definition of complication and classical watch uh, watch manufacturing. Right now the estimate is between 200,000 and 400,000 US dollars. Um, I mean this is, um, <laughs> what can I say, this is this is um, top of the line Patek Philippe manufacturing, collecting, um, it is everything that you could ever want in a in a Patek Philippe. Um, 
and so um, it's going to be very interesting to see kind of how this watch uh, does at auction. Um, what I did find interesting about this lot is it's actually being offered with no reserve, which means there's no minimum that this watch has to sell for in order for it to to be sold, um, which I thought was quite interesting. I think it's going to go for more than two hundred thousand to four hundred thousand for sure. <laughs> there's no there's no way that a watch as rare as this is going to go for um, such a for <laughs> there's going to be a lot of interest behind this watch, so that's that's super exciting. There's a lot of uh, rare Patek Philippe's in this auction as well, so I'm sure that there's going to be some big collectors ready to go. Moving forward to lot number 33, this is arguably one of the most important, um, arguably one of the most important uh, watches to sell at this auction. Um, this is a Patek Philippe reference 2523. Um, this is a yellow girl gold world time watch with a Eurasia uh, cloisonné enamel dial. Um, if you haven't seen this watch, I really um, suggest you taking a look at, at this watch. What makes this watch extremely special is that um, this is the first of its kind as a 2523 with this with this uh, type of dial. So to date, this is there's only one of these that people can really um, put their finger on and say. This is this is the one. There's there's only one of these that, that they've seen previously. Um, the twenty five twenty three um, is uh, one of the most collectible um, or kind of vintage world times are an extremely collectible, um, an extremely collectible watch. Um, it's one of the most important, uh, I think, watches that Patek Philippe creates, both in the way that they finish their dials with that cloisonné. Uh, finishing, but also the way that they construct their their watch movements. Um, it was produced. The twenty five twenty three was produced in very limited uh, production numbers. Um, this was produced in nineteen fifty three, and so there aren't a lot of these that were that were really produced uh, by the manufacturer. Um, there are various versions of the 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 twenty five twenty three. There were kind of two batches that that were produced. And um, the majority of them have a North America. Um, well, there's there's different ways that they were finished. Some of them have guilloche. There's a Eurasia version of this. Then there's a North America um, finishing to it, a guilloche South America. So there's um, definitely a lot of variety in the kind of the center, uh, the center um, finishing on the dial. Um, but this watch, like I said, is the the the, the first of its of its kind, um, and right now it's in it's slated to go for in excess of three point five million. I don't actually know where they're going to be starting the bidding at. I think that's going to be an interesting tell, kind of where they where they fit this. But this is the definition of a Grail um, a Grail Patek Philippe or a Grail watch that perhaps a collector would be interested in getting their hands on. So lot 33 is going to be an extremely exciting, um, an extremely exciting lot to watch. I'm, I'm looking forward to that one as well. All right, we're making our way through here. We're going to go to lot number 43 now. This is another Oroma Pige. Uh, this is the reference 25636RP. This is a pink gold perpetual calendar with skeletonized dial, moon phase, and bracelet. Um, this is in platinum and pink gold. Um, I, if I if I missed that, 
this again is an extremely incredible um, example of what Automat PGA can do with perpetual calendars. I love the fact that you can see a little bit more of the movement. There are only 25 of these produced, um, so you're getting another limited edition. This was produced in 1996. It's slated to go for between 60 and 120 thousand US dollars, or excuse me, 20, uh, 60 and 120 thousand Swiss francs. Um, I think it will probably go in excess of that just with how um, important this watch is. It's a limited edition and also how incredible this, this watch really is. Then we're going to skip down to lot number 70. Um, and lot number 70 is another extremely rare Patek Philippe. This is the reference 5950R. This is a pink gold split second chronograph with a pink dial. Um, I think when you have little iterations where you have different dial colors and stuff like that, it makes these extremely attractive. Um, these were only produced in 15. Uh, there are only 15 of these produced. And so um, you're getting a very, very limited uh, edition here. It was produced in 2016. It's slated to go for about 200,000 and 400,000 Swiss francs. So um, not cheap, <laughs> but um, uh, an incredible example of what Patek Philippe can do with split-second chronographs and, of course, a limited edition, which makes it all that more special. I think it might go in excess of, of, the, of the estimate. Then we can skip down to lot number 78. 78 is a Rolex. This is a reference 6262. This is obviously an extremely popular watch when it comes to Rolex Daytonas. This is a uh, Paul Newman uh, mus Musketeer dial um, Daytona that was produced in the 1970s. The reason why I have this in the list, and I know that you know, it seems like whenever you have any type of auction, these Paul these Paul Newman Daytonas always show up. What I want to see is kind of where the pulse with the Paul Newman market is. I think, you know, going through the, the, the pandemic or previously before the pandemic, Daytonas were still hot. They were still getting some crazy auction results. And um, I would like to see what we're, where we're at kind of post pandemic. So to reference 6262, this is another really desirable reference. And it's slated to go for between 100 and 150,000 Swiss francs, I am curious what it actually goes for. So I don't really have a, a thought on where this is going to end up, but um, I think it will definitely show the pulse, or this auction will show the pulse of where uh, vintage Daytona collecting really is um, right now. All right, moving to something a little bit different. This is reference, uh, this is lot number 94. It's a Laurent Ferrier. Um, this is a really, really beautiful limited edition dual time wrist watch with enamel dial. Um, and this was actually made for William and Son. Um, the watch itself is quite striking. You have this beautiful blue um, map of the world on this center of the dial, and then you actually have um, you actually have this pink gold case, which is really really striking. It goes nicely with the blue, sort of like a silver outside um, outside uh, outside kind of version of the style. And I think it's interesting to see what is going to happen with some of these, not smaller, but some of these, um, some of these, uh, you know, more, more niche, um, um, watch, watch companies. So I'm, I'm sort of excited to, to, to see what happens there, um, with, with these watches. The watch is slated to go for t between 25 and 45,000 Swiss francs. Um, I think it'll probably go somewhere in between, um, that, that estimate. Moving forward, we'll go to lot number 98, 
and lot number 98 is um, a really really cool Patek Philippe reference 3448 this is a yellow gold perpetual calendar with moon phase and it is signed by Gublin this was manufactured in 1977 and basically is the definition of classical watch manufacturing I'm sure you have seen watches like this from Patek Philippe a lot what I'm excited about is the case of this watch, Padalone is kind of the, the model nickname for this for this watch. I'm sure you've seen these, but what I'm really excited about this watch is, one, it's it's Gublin um, signed, so you've got a, re a retailer who signed the dial, which obviously kind of changes the price sometimes. But I'm also very interested to see what is going to happen because the case has a little bit of oxidation on the right side towards where the crown is. There's a little bit of oxidation on, on the uh, on the on the case. Now, I think when it comes to collecting watches, it's really subject. Your your what you like when it comes to patina is very subjective, and so that is why I think this is going to be interesting. I'm, I'm interested to see what the vintage watch market thinks about this type of case. Um, I, for one, think this is an absolutely incredible case. I think this makes it a little bit more unique. It really shows the life that this watch has lived and differentiates it from other 3448s. Um, but I'm curious to see what this kind of what, what kind of happens here. It's estimated to go between 120 and 200,000 Swiss francs. I personally think this is going to go for more. I actually think it's going to go for a lot more. Um, I think this sort of different uh, one. It's signed by a retailer, so um, that's that's obviously something that's going to add a little bit. But I think also this kind of different type of vintage collecting. I think is going to be going to be very very um, interesting so I'm excited to see if if my um, prediction is correct with that one we'll move on to lot number 114 this is a similar story to the one I just said so this is a reference 130 this is a yellow gold chronograph from Patek Philippe ret retailed by Astrea Torino and this was manufactured in 1941 it's a 33 millimeter um, case so it's a little bit on the smaller side but again it has an oxidation on the on the right side of this case. I'm really curious to see what the, how this one goes. It's estimated to go between 25 and 35,000 Swiss francs, probably because of the uh, case size. I think it's going to go for uh, in excess of that for sure. Um, then we can move forward to lot number 126. What I'd recommend if you if you aren't doing this is while you listen to this podcast, just pull up um, the the Geneva Watch auction. I'll put it in the show notes for you to check out. This is another Automa Piquet that I really, really love. This is the reference 25810OR. This is a very, very rare pink gold perpetual calendar with moon phase um, that was produced by the manufacturer. It's got a pink gold dial as well. Um, this was produced uh, in um, to commemorate Automa Piquet's 120th anniversary. It was produced in 1995, and there were only 120 of of these pieces uh, produced so again limited edition really really well done perpetual calendar and a commemorative um, watch for the for the anniversaries of of Arma Pige um, produced in 1995 39 millimeters in diameter it's an incredible watch I really highly recommend you take a look at this um, it's slated to go between 60 and 140,000 Swiss francs I really think it's gonna break that I really think it these these perpetual calendars from Automa Piguet are going to go for much more, so we'll see. Moving forward, we'll go to 142. We've only got a couple left here. This is um, 
a crazy watch. I think it's going to be a specific niche collecting kind of market here, but this is a Harry Winston, an FP Journe reference 200. This is a platinum watch with a tourbillon um, and a remonteur de égalité uh, on the dial. It is a 38 millimeter blue dial watch with a huge tourbillon at where nine o'clock typically is. Um, this watch was obviously produced um, jointly between F.P. Jorn and Harry Winston. It's there; they both signed it, and the this is the uh, Opus One. And I think this is something that I really, uh, really, uh, really spoke to me when I when I looked at the lineups because this was during the time that Max Boozer, who is the CEO of MBNF, which is one of my favorite watch manufa manufacturers. When he was part of Harry Winston, he actually did a lot of work to, to uh, bring some watch, um, some some watch man watch manufacturers uh, together, uh, so that they he could really sh um, showcase what some of these people can actually do when it comes to um, to to watchmaking. And F. P. Jorn was 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 one of them. There's only six of these pieces uh, produced, um, and um, what can I say? This is like the start of everything that I love in, in watchmaking and, and really speaks a lot to, um, to, uh, to, um, to watch manufacturing really. Uh, and, and my love for MBNF as well. The Opus One is obviously an icon. And so I'm excited to see where this one goes. The Turbion is probably going to add some, some, some hype to it as well, being that only six of them were produced. It's slated to go between 150 and 300,000 Swiss francs. So we'll see what, what kind of happens there. Um, and getting into the last three lots, I'm going to go to lot 156. And 156 is another Automa Pigue. This one is a stainless steel perpetual calendar with moon phase. This is a reference 25829, manufactured 1985, 39mm millimeters in diameter. Um, again, this is an excellent execution of, of a perpetual calendar in, an, in a Royal Oak. Um, that I think is going to make it really, really attractive. It's slated to go between 70 and 140,000 Swiss francs. I think the fact that this one's in stainless steel might bring a little bit more more interest to it towards it. Um, I think we looked at another one which was in platinum, and so um, we'll see what what ends up happening with that. And then we will go to lot 161. This is a very, very desirable. Um, Reference 2499 from Patek Philippe. This is a yellow gold perpetual calendar chronograph with moon phase. And I think what makes it stand out even more is the fact that it has an Italian calendar. It was manufactured in 1953 um, and is an extremely desirable, um, just like every single watch that I've spoken about in this collection or in this auction so far, um, an extremely desirable watch um, uh, from, from the manufacturer. It's rare to find these, and I think it's even more rare to find the calendar in um, Italian, which I think is going to make it um, even more desirable. It's slated to go between 100 and 200 million Swiss francs. Um, I think it probably will go for somewhere within that. Um, I think, uh, for the most part, I think the watch um, auction world has probably taken a little bit of a, of a 
of a backseat perhaps um, after the pandemic. I think some other 2499s have gone for more than that, um, but still I think that's a, a fairly fairly good estimate. And then the last watch I wanted to talk about um, is a watch very dear to my heart, and that is the Ambien. It's um, lot number 226, and this is an MBNF LM101. This was manufactured in 2015 in collaboration with Hodinkee. It is a stainless steel uh, 101, and if you don't know the, the LM101, this is basically the watch features a flying balance wheel, um, a dial at uh, kind of two o'clock for the time, and then a, a uh, another dial for the power reserve at six o'clock. So the LM101 is one of my favorite watches that MBNF has ever produced. I love the legacy machine lines and everything that they stand for. Um, you can see multiple podcasts and, and, and videos of, of me talking about these, these watches. Um, what makes this watch exceptionally rare is this is a stainless steel LM101. This is not something that, that MBNF does very, very often is produce things in stainless steel. Um, and so an incredibly beautiful incredibly beautiful um beautiful piece um that 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 was produced only 10 of these were actually produced um and this is number five um so i think that's also going to be um some make it somewhat rare it's estimated to go between 20 and 40,000 swiss francs i think this is a very very conservative estimate i think this will probably go for about 50,000 swiss francs just based on kind of what i've seen in 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 um prices for MBNF watches, but we will have to see what that goes for. I really only scratched the surface with all of these watches. There's some incredible pieces, complicated um, complicated Nautiluses, World Times from Patek Philippe, there's some Richard Miles, a lot of really interesting Rolexes, um, some interesting IWCs, Hoyer, IW, um, uh, uh, some interesting um, Daytona's Cartier makes a really great showing here. There's a really cool Beta 21, Revens 3597, uh, that's also in this auction. The list really goes on, so I really encourage you to take a look at these lots and also listen in on the on the auction um, when, it, when it takes place. Longines makes some really great... I'm just kind of scrolling through these watches and saying, why didn't I talk about all of these? But it'd be very difficult for me to kind of go through all of these. But I think I picked the ones that really mean the most to me. Um, I think F.B. Jorn has some really great showings here. It just really is a, a very full auction, and I think this is a really nice way to kind of kick off auction season this year, especially after last year where perhaps we were a little bit distant um, from from these watches. So um, super exciting. I'm excited to wa watch this auction as it, as it takes place. Um, I'm going to be tuning in. I hope you guys tune in for this auction. Uh, take a look in the show notes for the for the link to this auction. Um, and if you are not already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. And if you wouldn't mind rating this podcast, really would be helpful. If you want more content from us, be sure to check out our website and all of our social medias. Um, we post on YouTube uh, regularly every single week, so be sure to check us out there. And with that said, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And until next time.